Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Zach, did you say we're gonna hit that baby? Yes. You. That's right. That's right. I'm doubling down. You've thrown me in the pit of something bad here, and I'm doubling down. Right. I walked in, and that baby yeah. was smoking a cigar and said, "Hey, I fucked, I fucked your wife." Oh and my so, god! Yeah, I hit that baby. Hey, you know what? I would have hit that baby too. Okay, yeah. At the very it's least, I would have hit like the cigar out of its mouth because a baby shouldn't be smoking a cigar. I mean, and I don't think that's a, controversial to say. It seems like it seems like this baby shouldn't have been doing a lot of things. But yeah. you know what? I feel like I'm just smacking Alec Baldwin in the boss baby. Um because frankly, <laughs> that guy's kind of a bastard. Yeah, I'm into this. I'm into this fiction. Fantastic. So it was the boss the boss baby was here at the shop. The boss baby was here. And he was okay. he was in, in you know in, leveling a lot of insults against my wife and you mm-hmm. know what I wasn't gonna take it sure he was he looked cool in his little suit but you yeah. know what he deserved it I don't think we've ever banned someone from the shop before but, the, but that baby is out of here I'm happy to announce that the boss baby is the first person in the multiverse to be banned from Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop yep 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 rad fuck you boss baby fuck you hi everyone <laughs> welcome to another episode of zach and griffin's multiversal pet shop i am griffin and i am zach and you know what friends uh happy happy well i guess belated holiday mm. and um yeah here we are do you want to do like those old mabim bam bits and do some light time traveling and talk about our favorite christmas presents that we've gotten um, as we're recording this uh, before Christmas Day, sure, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm in for. I'm in for. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. So, um, I got uh, just a bunch of hats, but only some of them were for me. Like, I got a hat for like my laptop, and a hat for like my cactus, and a hat for my car, which seemed a little unnecessary. Um, and then like two of the hats were for me. But uh, and one of them was pretty cool. I like I like the one a lot. Uh, so this was a recent one, selection of a gifts. Shock a block full of hats. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mine. Um. It it was not a great like timely gift because um I received it in the winter when I couldn't use it. But mm. I'd gotten a pogo stick, mm. and it wasn't like one of like you know like the the had the spring in it where it, you know was made that classic like. Chicker, 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 sort of thing. It was like like a nicer one. <laughs> that, that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but it was a nicer one that like it was kind of like a like a like a plunger sort of system. So uh-huh. like as it like you know like it had like I'm assuming some sort of seal. So as it compressed, the air caught up and then it you know expanded again. Okay. Um, it wasn't quite like you know the people that do fucking backflips and shit. That yeah. level of pogo stick. But still um, a pretty modern. Pogo but like stick. it was a pretty modern pogo stick. Yeah. 
Um, and then I took it with me to the playground one summer, and I forgot it there. And <gasps> as I as I've told you many times, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. Yeah. So of course it was gone by the time I realized it. Gotcha. So that's there we go. So did you get a new pogo stick for Christmas? I, d- I didn't get a new pogo okay. stick. Um, I didn't mention it to my parents ever, and they okay. never questioned where it went. So okay. I honestly, I was kind of off scot-free because I would have instead of gotten the, <laughs> why didn't you take care of the things that we got you? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so mom, Todd, here's me telling you, you know that really nice pogo stick you bought me for Christmas? I don't even know how many years ago. Uh-huh. I totally left it, and someone definitely stole it. So this is a real bit that you just, this is a real story? This is, in fact, a real thing that happened. Because I was me. doing a goof bit. Oh, I thought someone actually got you a collection No, of Zach. I was going to um, be like, this episode comes out after Christmas, so we're talking about what we got for Christmas before oh, getting Oh, I thought you were we actually talking about no. like Christmas memories from no. our past. <laughs> I misunderstood the bit we were doing. I this like is- your story a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of wintertime stories, like that time I got punched in the face by an adult woman. I told you I that tell before. that story to people who don't know you. <laughs> Very good. I, I have told to people anyone who will listen. I have told that story to people at work who do not know you. You know what? I feel like that really encapsulates me as a person. That mm-hmm. tale of me as a nine-year-old who got punched in the face by an adult woman. Because mm-hmm. I kind of reflexively, based on the situation, I'll say, like, why you throwing shit? Uh- yeah. <laughs> well, the, the big thing is the moment that I'm laying on the ground and she looks down and Don't. says, do, do not fuck with me. Don't and walks fuck away with me. <laughs> and walked off. Um Truly a wild story. That, it's a very good story, and I I don't know if I've told the whole uh, story on this podcast. I, I don't think remember. you have. I think I have. Okay, well, either go back and listen to it, or uh, or ask us on Discord, or ask us on Discord, and I can tell you the story. It's pretty funny. Um. Anyway, winter time. <laughs> Let's do a whole episode. Let's do an app. Uh, we're returning to our good friends at Cobalt Press and their uh, Tome of Beasts two. Uh. And tis the season, of course. It's the winter times. It's the holiday season. So let's talk about the snow terror. So whoop dee doo. <laughs> the snow terror. I, it's just a, it's, it's it's haunted a, frosty. A, a real mean snowman. Yeah, it's a really it's a really nasty looking snowman. Yeah. Um, Remember, you brought this up uh, before we started recording, that like early on we did a Christmas episode where we uh, debated whether or not Frosty the Snowman was a lich or not. We did, in fact, have that discussion. Maybe um, the snow terror We did, in fact, a... settle on whether or not that, that he was, in fact. But anyway. Let's see if the snow terror has any similarities to his dear old Frosty. Yeah. A sizable snow person with sticks for arms, a carrot nose, and a smile etched across its face slowly turns its head. Closer inspection reveals the smile is disturbingly jagged. Snow terrors hail from an icy layer of the abyss. Oh god, they're demons! Yeah, right there. Large large fiend. (laughs) Yeah! There they torment lesser fiends and watch as wind-whipped snow destroys visitors wholly unprepared for it. Such visitors are few and far between, leading snow terrors to travel to the material plane for greater chances at entertainment. Snow terrors temper their desire for bloodshed and mayhem with patience. 
They find heavily trafficked areas and lurk nearby, observing potential prey. When choosing victims, they remain motionless as their guise as ordinary snow persons, even allowing children to pluck the accoutrements off of them. But, alas, they are sadistic hunters. A snow terror picks off lone people first, reveling in communities consequently thrown into chaos. Just before it attacks, it reveals its true form, a leering, shark-toothed snow person with unholy light glowing in its eye sockets. It chases, catches, and devours its victims, relishing the screams as the acid churning in its guts slowly dissolves its prey. It can take on the appearance of its victims, drawing in concerned family members and neighbors before dissolving the facade to attack. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Wowzers. So yeah, it's a large fiend. It's a shape changer. It is chaotic evil, if you didn't catch on yet already. Uh, it has a speed of 30, which is fun because it don't have no legs. Yeah. Does it just like maniacally slide in yes. your direction? All right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it does have a plus four to strength and a plus six to dexterity, which is just terrifying. What? What? I, I want to see it doing flips and shit. This thing can do some good flips. Uh, bonuses to deception and stealth. It is vulnerable to fire, so yay for that. Uh, resistance and non-magical physical damage and uh, immune to acid, cold, and poison. And it also cannot be frightened. 60-foot dark vision speaks abyssal and common. Uh, if it's uh, motionless, it can be uh, use its false appearance to make it indistinguishable from an ordinary snow person. Or it can shape change into a large snow person, uh, a snowy likeness of the creature it has most recently killed, or back into its true form. Oh, no. I hate it. While in the form of the creature it has most recently killed, creatures that knew the mimicked creature have disadvantage on their wisdom saving throws against its horrifying visage. Yeah, that would make sense. Yuck. Uh, and then it has a bite attack, which does piercing and acid damage. And if the creature this is bite medium, attack has a lot of text. <laughs> uh huh. What's well, because uh, if it's targeted. If it targets a medium or smaller creature, they must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity save or be swallowed by the snowman. Uh, I hate it. And then it follows. It's all the like normal swallowed rules. Mm -hmm. Like you take acid damage, you're blinded, you have to do damage from inside of it, and it has, then regurgitates you if it fails yeah. a constitution save. Uh, and then it's horrifying visage. Each non-undead creature within 60 feet of the snow terror that can see it must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom save or be frightened of it for one minute. And then if they, uh, ending the Frighten on a success, and they're immune to forts uh, for 24 hours after success. I feel like this is the the fucker that, like, you know, you'd, like, go, like, oh, a snowman. And then you look, or, you know, look away. Mm-hmm. And then you'd look back, and it'd be, like, you know, like, 10 feet closer. Oh, sure. And you'd be, like. That's odd. Mm -hmm. And then you'd go back, you know, about your business, and then you'd look back that way, and it was just a little bit closer again. Hmm? Uh, that's weird. Yeah, and then you would start to walk a little bit faster and look back, and it's closer yet again, but, like, its face is starting to twist just a little bit. <laughs> it's fine. And then you start hearing the... 
<laughs> of the snow behind you. And as you look, it's not stopping this time, and it's coming for you. And the brand, the the, the lovely tree arms are beginning long, getting long and gnarled. And the and the the the, the, the coal for teeth are sharpening, and it's looking at you. Ah, run, boy! It's Thanksgiving. And then it snags you and well, and eats you and has you for dinner. Now, has you for did did. Mm-hmm. I just like that there are canonically creatures that look like snow people just straight in up in the abyss. Yeah. yeah, just hanging out there. It's not like their forms got twisted or they choose this to make themselves, you know, I mean, to some degree they can use that to make themselves look more inviting for their prey. But just in, in the abyss with all the other demons, they look like snowmen. Yeah, they're just some, just some yeah. lovely snowmen. Do um, you think, what were you going to say? Oh, well, I was just saying, like, from the art that's on here, yeah, it's got a very dramatic pose, specifically like it might be performing Shakespeare. Yeah, it's very like, ah, alas, blow wind. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, yeah, you just got a very evil-looking snowman. He's got his hand, one hand, like, up. It's in the air, and it's, like, sort of, like, half-clutched, you know? Ah! Very, like, about to begin to be or not to be. Yeah. But, like, isn't going to start it, like, where everyone expects it to. It's going to start with, like, you know, like, you know, to sleep, to sleep perchance to dream. Like, that's where it's going to start. And you're like, that's a choice. Ooh. Skips the entire, like, first, well, like... It, well, it's f- because, like, you know, like, a lot of people, when they do that that soliloquy, they start with to be or not to be, and then they end up to die, to sleep no more. Like, they end up, like, that's, like, a good cut right there. Like, yeah. you know, in any pop culture thing, if someone ominously says it, they, they stop at to die, to sleep no more. But no more. there's that whole back half that's also really, really good. Mm-hmm. I want it to start with just screaming, out of context, I, there's the rub. I, there's the rub. <laughs> Uh, friend of the network, Zach Navarre, local legend, brought it up to 11, never came down. <laughs> Zach Navarre, if you're out there, I hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Either uh, way. I think the Snow Terror should play Prospero. That's, yep. Yeah. That or, was it Cal- Cal- Calabar? Caliban? Mm-hmm. Caliban. Caliban. And it was the Tempest, yeah? Yeah, also Tempest. Yeah, okay. Yes. I'd be down for both. Yeah, either yeah. would be good. Snow Terror and uh, Snow Terror's uh, twin, both playing characters opposite each other in Tempest. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that'd I think that be... I'm here for it. That or mm-hmm. Shylock. Also good. I'd be down for sure. For, for a <laughs> Snowlock. For Snowlock. Yeah. <laughs> Snow Terror Shylock in the North Pole production of Merchant of Venice. There you go. Hi, we're not on Shakespeare, but we're talking about it anyway. That's fine. It's the crossover that no one asked for, but yes. here we are. Uh, what what do you think? What what would be the like a good comedic role for the Snow Terror? Oh, um, oh, fuck. Why am I spacing on his name? The fucking top banana in taming. Oh, shit. that's hilarious because I was also thinking taming. They, they, very good. What's what what's what's the main dude? The the fuck boy. It's a uh, Petruccia. Yes, him. 
I want to see the scary ass snow tear think that he's the most attractive person <laughs> in, on the planet and that he could win any woman, especially the Lady Catherine. Uh huh. Well, see, I um, was going to say that the snow tear should play Catherine. <laughs> oh, also good. <laughs> I, I, I think that could also be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good bit. <laughs> I would watch this. I think the yeah North Pole should put on more Shakespeare productions <laughs> instead yeah. of Shakespeare in the Park and Shakespeare in the Pole. Shakespeare in the Pole. I love that very much. Being outside is going to be miserable, though. Oh, it's going to be absolutely horrible. But you know what? Uh, to take in the art, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Suffer for your art. Suffer for your... What's that bullshit thing I said so many years ago? It was like, pain is temporary, but art is forever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you saying the, this. There was, I, I think I, was, I said that to, to like you and Abby. Like We were in a rehearsal, and I hurt myself doing something reckless in the middle of rehearsal that, that uh, for a thing. And you're like, Zach, don't do that. You're going to hurt each other. I was like, ah, it's fine. Pain is temporary. Art is forever. And everyone was like... <laughs> No, Zach, pain can 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 very much last forever. <laughs> the pain might be temporary now, but if you yeah. don't fucking take it easy, it might become extremely permanent. Yeah, I don't remember what it was for. It was, yeah, I think it, it, it was a lion face thing, because I'm pretty sure, like, you and Abby and then also, like, Earhart yes. and, uh, and Ryan were all like, yeah, Zach, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> It had to have been Doxy's God. Like it's very possible. We were either all way, there for that. And that either either way, it was probably the dumbest thing I've ever said in my time. And that was still at a point in time where you were uh, regularly doing reckless shit. So this is fair. I Before think Nicole I, I, really kind of yeah, she she really she really re arraigned me in I without was... her behind you whispering, Zach, you don't have health insurance. Yeah, that that really. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hitting twenty five. Oh, sorry, twenty five or twenty six. Whenever your health insurance disappears, that really uh, changed the way I did things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, America is fucked. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's uh, move on. Let's move on to something that's not this fucking guy. Yeah. So, um, oh man, I I haven't I, looked at this yet, so I'm excited. Oh, it's bad. Oh, okay. But like. In, like, a way that you know that, like, I'd love. You know what I mean? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Right? Whoa. What right? the fuck? Right? Uh, hey, Zach. Yeah? What's this ripped kitty doing here? So this is a cat scratch. <laughs> the small oh cat emits a horrific yowl as its body begins to bulge and swell. Within moments, a massive veined humanoid covered in patches of fur stands in the cat's place, casting a mad gaze. What the f what in the name of Thundercats is this? So, not of this world. Y'all say! A cat scratch comes from parts unknown. No one is quite sure of its source, but wherever domestic cats are found, these creatures appear. And it's hybrid uh, it is a hybrid monster created when an aberrant virus infects a cat or cat-like humanoid. Oh so a Tavaxi can be cat scratch? Oh no. Summoned by rage. Rage. An infected cat doesn't transform until it becomes angry, leaving many communities unaware of the disease until it is too late. Once a cat is sufficiently upset, it swells to a massive size, turning into a cat scratch intent on destroying everything in sight. I would be horrified by the prospect of this um, uh -huh. because I have, I have one cat particularly uh, who hates the other one. 
Um, and the other one uh, loves the one that hates her so much yeah. and just wants to be with her constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would get pretty hairy <laughs> real fast. Uh, but yeah, we're so looking Ro- at jo- Roxy's the cat scratch, right? Like, no, Ripley's the cat scratch. Er, yeah, Roxy- I met yeah. I met Ripley in my head, like I was envisioning Ripley. I got the yeah. names backwards. Ripley is a grumpy cat that wants to be left alone. Roxy uh-huh. loves Ripley so much and does not leave Ripley alone yeah. to the point where she yeah. will uh, Ripley will be smacking the shit out of Roxy and she still won't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ripley's absolutely the cat scratch. That's what I meant. She's she's the cat scratch. Yeah, I'm looking at just a buff kitty um it's shredded dude it's like, so shredded look at those back muscles those obliques i don't know oh, where those God, are located that got leads i know traps that's uh-huh the, that's the shoulder muscles. and then uh, uh and then the lats that's a muscle what's, what's a lat oh delts delts are what for sure tries buys uh-huh uh quads I don't you know all the muscles pectorals <laughs> there you go we can, can kind of see some side peck there yeah a little bit uh, of side kitty titty see, i don't think that's side kitty titty i think that's just that's big uh, the big bicep no you think I mean, it just has a massive bicep can i can my head cannon be that it's kitty titty it can be kitty titty if you want oh, to be hell kitty yeah. titty. Sure. let's oh, go yeah. so this is a huge apparition oh chaotic that's evil. way bigger than i thought it was yeah it's only got a 15 climbing uh, foot climbing speed and a 30 foot walking speed okay uh wow it's dex is actually a lot lower than i expected too uh 18 strength 14 dex 17 con Oof. uh intelligence of three Still um, dumb as a rock yeah uh it's immune to poison and being poisoned mm-hmm. um it's got keen smell uh, it's got nine lives, recharges mm. after a short or long rest, when the cat scratch would be reduced to zero hit points, it instead drops to nine hit points. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and it has to pounce. Ah. You know, that classic pounce. Wow. Oh, and it knocks people prone. Yeah, it gets to make a, makes a bite attack. So it's got multi-attack, does one bite, one claw attack, it's a bite, uh, it's a plus six to hit, it's a D10 plus four piercing. Mm-hmm. And the target must uh, succeed on a DC 13 con save or be poisoned for one hour. Ooh. I'm assuming that's supposed to say feline. Not fe- feline. Uh, f- felid. What is felid? A member of the cat family. Oh, okay. Felid like, or feline. Zoologically speaking. That fails to save and throw contracts cra- cat scratch fugue. Oh, no. Oh, and so we can read a little bit about that here in a bit. Uh, yeah. It's got claw attack, plus six to hit, D- oh, 1d4 plus four slashing. And then it's got a vomit, which is a oh, recharge on five or six. The cat no. scratch vomits. Poisonous bile in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 13 con save or take 3d6 poison damage on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. Um, and then the same uh, saving throw to see if they, uh, uh, if feline folks or felines uh, contract cat scratch fugue. So yeah, let's oh, retreat. Cat I was really part of me was really hoping that the vomit would have been like a hairball attack. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> cat scratch fugue is a bacterial infection that only affects felids or feline humanoids. This infectious orga- uh, oh, hmm? no. orgasm. No. 
<laughs> this infectious organism is carried by debris falling into the material plane from the void. What? And is transmitted either through contact with the crash site or by being bitten by a carrier. So it's an alien cat disease? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Upon contact, uh, you know, same the con saves happen. Once the host is infected, cat scratch fugues incubates uh, incubates inside for three days. During this window, the victim's skin itches and they are prone to violent mood swings. At the end of each long rest, the infected creature can repeat the saving throw, recovering from the disease on a success. A lesser restoration spell cast during the incubation time cures the disease. Mm -hmm, After mm -hmm. the third day, if the infection is still present, any negative emotion causes the victim to transform into a monstrous cat scratch intent on destroying everything around it. Holy Only a shit. wish spell can cure a cat scratch once it has transformed. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a crazy, like, kitty cat werewolf hulk disease. Yes. An, an alien kitty cat werewolf hulk disease from yep. the void from the void you know ah. it's like it's one of those things i'm trying to look on the positives here okay it's like, so like, imagine <laughs> you've got a kitty cat uh-huh and you know it's got cat scratch fugue uh-huh and you're rolling around with your kitty cat and like a bunch of banditos show up oh sure and, and attempt to you know mess with you yeah and your kitty cat doesn't like that. Mm -mm. So then cat scratches out. <laughs> like, it's going to do work. For sure, for sure. It's going to do work. I see I see what you're saying. But also, like, maybe I forget to give my kitty cat a treat. And then it cat scratches out on me. Set a fucking alarm on your phone. What are you okay, doing? Okay, there's a. Uh, it, it seems there like there are it's, precautions. <laughs> no pun intended. It kind of seems like it's on a hair trigger. Like, um, <laughs> that was pretty good. I truly didn't mean that to be a pun. That's just kind of. It's what it is. Like, what if I had like I'm I. What if I was recording this podcast right now? Yeah. And my kitty cat came up and needed my attention. I yeah. can't just. I can't just stop the podcast. No, but but see what I found is that people that listen to podcasts love cats. Specifically, if a cat's like mirroring into, sure, into Mike, so it's like it, it's fine. I, I you know I, I take Ripley up onto my lap all the time. This is true. She's usually a pretty quiet kitty, so you don't hear her in the microphone. But like, yeah, you know it's a thing. And I guess I've now I'm speaking as someone who's never had a cat myself. Like I've lived with people who have had cats, but yeah. you know, it's not my cat. It's not your cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'd be cat nervous. Scratch. I'd be nervous, but I think it'd be fine. Maybe. I mean, it's volatile. It's definitely a volatile pet. But you know. yeah, it's chance. The chances that it beats my ass are real high. Oh, real high. Yeah. I mean, but like, so is the same. <laughs> like anyone who like, you know, has like a wyvern for a pet. Like, yeah. You know, if you piss that thing uh, off, it's, it's going to kill you. All right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, just like, just think about it, you know, just mm -hmm. think about it. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can, you know, check our insurance and make sure that we're covered, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, not liable. And, um, yeah, just you know, keep, you know, keep keep checking out, folks, if you're interested in a, in a cat scratch kitty. Spay and neuter your pets. Spay and neuter your cats, everybody. <laughs> it's a whole thing. 
They're they're look. I love cats. There's too many damn cats out there, and yeah. not enough of them, you know, got love. So just spay and neuter your cats. Yeah. Cat scratch. All right. Let's go on over and uh, let's let's hear a couple words from some of our fine advertisers. Yeah. Ad break. Still using ordinary pet litter? Why bother when you could be using Litteraline? Litteraline is the premier pet litter for all your magical, monstrous, and otherwise magnificent pets. We at Litteraline not only bring harmony between scent and user, we bring alignment between pet and owner to a whole new level. Talk about chaotic good. Trying not to disrupt the workplace with your office imp? Try Lawful Neutral Printer Parchment. Adjusting to changes with your lycanthropy? Try Chaotic Good Musty Tavern. Your Yeti looking for some Christmas in July? They're sure to love neutral good mulled wine. Just don't give a fuck? We've got Chaotic Evil Renaissance Fair Porta Potty just for you sickos. In addition, all purchases of Literaline come with a pack of our new waste bags of holding, so the next time your blink dog drops a deuce on a walk, you can whisk that waste away to its own scent-neutral pocket dimension. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order now and start realigning the way your pet does business. Literaline, a scent for all kinds. Hey, Zach. Yeah? We picked some nasty ones. We did. We picked some nasty boys today. Mm-hmm. When you think of do you, you didn't uh, uh, you were not a Zelda kid like I was. Not nah, not very much. No. But um, you know my favorite Zelda game, Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, features something that like when you're a kid isn't like you just kind of when you're a kid like you accept just certain truths. You don't question things as much. Yeah. Um, like me and how I was raised in the Catholic Church. Yes. Um, and that was normal. Well, in Majora's Mask, when you look up into the sky, you see a big, the, the moon. You see the moon with a big face in it. Yeah. And that's just normal. Yeah. Well, our new friend, the Windy Whaler, kind of looks like that, except way meaner. <laughs> yeah. The Windy Whaler, it's like a big crescent-shaped moon rock. And by moon rock, I mean it's like... A jagged shaped like guy. the moon, but it also looks like it's made like a like an asteroid. Yeah, it's got a it's got a big scary face in it. A big old mean nasty face. It it's been a minute. This one does have a big old mean nasty face. <laughs> a ghostly moon shaped comet flies above the water. A cloud of vapor and spectral lights trailing behind it. Uh. When sailors meet a violent end at sea within sight of the shore and leave no bodies behind to be buried, they sometimes arise as terrible undead known as windy whalers. Caught eternally in the last moments that took its life, the windy whaler seeks to spread its misery to others, raising the elements to overturn ships and drown sailors. Windy I'm also Whalers taking, taking notes for my possible island game. <laughs> Windy Whalers are normally encountered in the midst of a great storm or other turbulent weather where they can hide amid the wind and rain before launching their attacks. They often strike when a group of sailors are at their most vulnerable, such as when the ship is close to rocks, the rigging has been damaged or someone has been knocked overboard. They are uh, aquatic or excuse me, aquatic undead 
will-o'-wisps, and wraiths are all drawn to the Windy Wailer's unnatural power, aiding the creature in its malefic activities or feeding in its wake. And like all undead, it does not require food, air, drink, or sleep. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, this is a real real mean bastard of a creature. Uh, they are large undead, neutral evil, 75 hit points, 60 foot fly speed. Uh, they've got high dex, surprisingly high charisma at a 16. Hmm. I wonder why. It's that smile. It's that winning smile. It's a winning smile that it has there. It's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, they are resistant to acid, fire, lightning, thunder, and non-magical physical attacks, and straight up immune to cold, necrotic, and poison. Hot damn. And they are immune to exhaustion, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and restrained conditions. Uh, this is fun. It has a, an ability called Ghost Light. Hey, ah. When a creature that can see the Windy Wailer starts its turn within 30 feet of it, the Wailer can force it to make a DC 15 wisdom save. On a fail, the creature is incapacitated and its speed is reduced to zero as it is mesmerized by the Windy Wailer. Unless surprised, a creature can avert its eyes to avoid the saving throw at the start of its turn. If the creature does so, it can't see the Windy Wailer until the start of its next turn when it can avert its eyes again. Any creature that looks in the Windy Wailer in the meantime must immediately make the save, though. So it's got a cool, like, almost charm effect to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a chilling touch attack. Uh, oh, excuse me. It also has incorporeal movement, which is terrifying. It means it can fly straight through your ship and just it j can just do that. Yeah. It can just ghost through your, your boat. Mm-hmm. Ghost the boat. Just <laughs> straight up ghosts that boat. Two ghosts on a boat. Two ghosts on the boat. Two ghosts on the boat. It has a chilling touch uh, attack where it deals uh, plus seven to hit, deals 1d8 plus four necrotic, and 1d6 cold damage. It has a ranged uh, wind blast attack, uh, which is going to do uh, 4d6 cold damage and push a creature up to 10 feet away and knock them prone, which could easily push someone off of a ship. Definitely. And it has a recharge ability called Frightful Gale. The Windy Wailer unleashes freezing wind filled with fearful wailing in a 30-foot cone. Each creature must make a DC 15 dexterity save. On a fail, they take a 4d6 cold damage and are frightened for one minute. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Half damage and are not frightened on a success. A creature reduced to zero hit points by the Windy Wailer's frightful gale and later revived is permanently marked by a shock of white hair somewhere on their body that's cool that's a cool little detail it's like gorgug yeah, yeah. georgia georgia that's you know what, that's Griff? neat and spooky yeah but this thing looks like if gary Busey was a DD &D monster oh my god <laughs> you tell me i'm wrong though let me pull up a side by side with gary Busey. oh man <laughs> You tell me I'm wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, man. Let me just real quick. <laughs> Hang on. This is just for us, but. 
<laughs> you need to save that and put it in the Discord for the for everyone in the Discord to enjoy. <laughs> oh my god, that's really good. Son Holy of a bitch. Shit. You got it in one, Zach. <laughs> Hey, sometimes I I, I could I, I I could just connect the dots. You know what I mean? Um, it'll go up on the Discord and on socials. But if you guys just like search Gary Busey, it's literally the first picture that popped up. Oh my Holy god! Holy fucking hell, dude! I'm just enjoying <laughs> watching you put both of these into MS Paint. That's how that's how I screen cap things. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Holy Lord shit, have mercy. Dude. What a good... S I was going to, like, try to make some goofs, but now I'm just looking at this picture of Gary Busey and the Windy Whaler. That also seems like a a, a, a strange, like, weird, self-aware, like, TV special. Gary Busey and the Windy Whaler. <laughs> <laughs> I was going somewhere with, like... Like, it's almost like a... um like a musician name like her name is wendy whaler yeah you know and i was gonna do something there but like like the gary Busey thing really got me thrown off see um i'm trying to think of other funny bits um and the only thing that's coming up is um when uh the cow tried to jump over the moon uh this thing ate it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah she's like oh we're having a wonderful night sweetie it's just you me and the moon and then it kills them both. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes down and, and munches. It's like, wait, is the moon getting closer? <laughs> Does the moon kind of look like Gary Busey? <laughs> is that Gary Busey? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Majora's Mask moon could kick this moon's ass. Just oh, definitely. This thing's, yeah, no. I mean, the Majora's Mask moon is, you know, a full moon. This thing mm -hmm. is a large thing. It's unclear whether that moon is like sentient or not. Yeah, this like thing... you go to the moon at one point, like in the very uh -huh. end of the game, and it's like a really nice, like grassy plain you're on, like just like a nice field with a with a tree. It's a weird yeah. game, man. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. This yeah. thing looks like it's not much bigger than like the parachutes you'd play with in gym class. Mm -hmm, mm hmm Yeah, it is a large creature, so yeah. yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. You remember you remember doing that? Yeah, parachute time. Yeah. They're you, the best. You, I mean like you everyone like flips it up and then you go underneath and you sit on yeah. your end you sit on your, your corner of it. Yeah. And then you all scramble out. And, and then there's that one there's that one dickhead who, who then will like crawl to the center and like the teacher would get mad and I'll I don't. I don't know. Zach, what you're no. About. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. Were you that dickhead kid? I was that kid. Zachary. Hey, I don't know if you know this about <laughs> me, but sometimes I have trouble with impulse control. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go on to our last thing? Yeah. Why the fuck not? I hate Windy Whaler. So. Yeah, it's pretty bad. This was a this was a something I definitely just scrolled by and went that'd be funny, and uh, we got the Gary Busey ref and yeah. honestly well, one last bit uh, Wendy Whaler sounds like a good um, meteorologist name. That is really good yeah. to stay up to up to date on school closures. Uh, tune into me, Wendy Whaler. 
on um, Wendy KCX Whaler. 103.: Windy Whaler was my nickname in high school. Hey, yo. So last, we got the Death Vulture. Come on! So this is a big vulture. We really did pick all nasty ones, We went real nasty boys on this one. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So this bad boy is real big. It's like a, like it's got a dragon head almost. Yeah, like, it's kind of scaly and a little. It's, it's real it doesn't intense. Have a beak per se. Yeah, it's real intense. The putrid stench of death wafts off a grotesquely, <laughs> grotesquely muscled vulture <laughs> with glowing green eyes. It opens its mouth in a shrill call, <laughs> like that. Yeah, rotting meat dripping from its beak. Ooh. Two things already. One. Why is this vulture grotesquely muscled? Two, why didn't it finish eating the, the meal in its mouth? Yeah, why, why did it have time to rot? I don't know. Unless, unless it was eating a rotten thing. Sure, but still, then just like eat, finish your meal, Death Vulture. Death Vultures are giant birds transformed by their diet of undead flesh. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Okay. Isn't all the Mutated. flesh that vultures eat dead already? But, yeah, but, but this is undead flesh. Oh, that makes sense. Mutated monstrosities when a giant vulture gorges on undead flesh. The necromantic magic suffused in the meal warps and changes the bird's body. Yeah. The vulture's muscles bulge in odd places, making it stronger and tougher. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Its eyes burn with green fire and it reeks of rot, earning these mutated monsters the name Death Vultures. The vulture also gains the ability to regurgitate necromantic energy, which can cause the flesh of living creatures to decay and age rapidly. All right, but real talk, that's some good world building right there. It's some good world building. What happens when the Death Vulture munches on some Draugr? Or when a regular vulture munches on some Draugr? You get Death Vulture. You get a Death Vulture. That's cool. I like that. Massive meat appetite. Hey, me too, brother. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. Death vultures have incredible appetites and are far more willing to attack live prey than other vultures. They have a special taste for rotting flesh, and they use their decaying breath weapon to season their foes with necrotic oh. energy before using their talons and beaks to tear apart their quarry. Yo. Also very cool. Necromancer neighbors. Death vultures often form kettles near the lairs of necromancers as they feed on their undead creations. While some necromancers find the birds to be a nuisance, many necromancers feed the vultures, encouraging them to stay. Most death vultures are willing to trade service as guardians of their lairs for food. Yes. Yes. We so love Denby, to see it. Denby large monstrosities, neutral uh-huh. evil. Uh, 76 hit points, a 10-foot walking speed, 60-foot fly speed. <laughs> I love Per it fast. When, I love it when things have hilariously slow walking speeds. Yeah. yeah they got to, like, do, like, the little birdie hop sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. big, big waddle steps. Yeah. Um, it's got 18 strength and 18 con. Everything Oof. else is pretty middle. It's got an int of six. Okay. That's about as smart as Grog Strongjaw. Yeah. Uh, it understands common, but can't speak. Makes sense. Uh, so first, it's got awful stench. The 
The vulture has a disgust. Oh, it has a disgusting body odor. Hey, P-U, let's not bud. let's Listen not judge. Okay. Any creature that starts its turn within five feet of the vulture must succeed on a DC fourteen con save or be poisoned till the start of its next turn. Nasty. Keen sight and smell. We all know what that is at this point. Uh-huh. It's got pack tactics. Huh. Imagine a couple huh. of these rolling up on you at once. Yeesh. Yeah, then in uh, their kettle. It's in their little kettle. Uh, they make uh, two attacks, one with its beak, one with its talents. Um, its beak does, is plus six to hit, does 2d4 plus four piercing. Talons plus six to hit, 2d6 plus four slashing. Ouchie. Ouchie. Uh, and it's got decaying breath. The vulture breathes necrotic energy in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 14 con save, taking 4d10 necrotic damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Creatures that fail the saving throw by five or more also age a number of years equal to half the damage taken. Oh, that's, that's cool. scary. That's cool. That's one of those, like kind of innocuous things that like depending on the character can really fuck up that character yeah i remember that happening to the first fighter i ever played first ever DD character ever mm-hmm. and that happened to me and i was a human in like you know other party was like you know elves and dwarves and other like more long-lived uh folks and my guy was already like pushing 40 yeah and then he aged like 15 years that like, makes a big. That's yeah. a huge chunk of his life, and all that's there, our, uh, Good. No, uh, that's well when uh, and when the joints start breaking down and shit, and he has sped things up a bunch. Yeah, and everyone, and like I think my DM was a little worried at first because like I was role playing and I was like, oh my god, like this is terrible, like I like this is li- truly life changing for me. I've lost yeah. so much time, and my yeah. DM was like. Oh, we can roll it back. Like, it's okay. And I was like, oh, no, no. This is incredible storytelling. I'm just like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Just big evil vulture with a breath weapon. All right. So, um, yeah. positives. Um, none. Um... <laughs> This could be a good opportunity for a, uh, but what if it wasn't? Uh, well, I, I do have a, as a, you know, a, a, as on the box, you mm-hmm. know, a, 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 a you know sort of um, vanilla game, mm-hmm. sort of um, setup here uh, could age wine and cheese rapidly. Huh. Huh. Like if you're like a like a lich and you're uh-huh. really enjoying some you know, wine and cheese, <laughs> that's pretty helpful, right? The cheese has to fail a Constitution saving throw, but which it would because it's cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's practical. Then it's but then you've got your necrotic stank all up in my in my cheese. Well, that's why I was like, if you're like a lich or yeah. you know, like a death knight, undead cheese, sort of like yeah, uh, that undead cheese, yeah, you know, like monster. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it just becomes monster. Hey, there it was. 
some real evil lich cheese. Yeah, it, becomes, it gets a mind of its own, and it's like, finally, for centuries I've been waiting, but now I can speak. I am the evil cheese, and I'm here to stick it with a fork. No! <laughs> Power word kill. <laughs> so close. Slices it up, puts it on a sandwich. Scene continues. You yeah, put it onto a charcuterie board and move on. <laughs> By that, I mean Sh- an undead charcuterie board. Whoa. Yeah, with my necro salami. I don't like that at all. Oh, so the so we're good with undead cheese, but we're drawing the line at necro salami. I just don't know if I like the phrase necro salami. <laughs> what would you prefer? Um, like a like an like eldritch pepperoni. <laughs> the elderoni. Elderoni. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, some of those um those grave crackers. Yeah. Um you know, some um sarcophagus grapes. Yeah, but just to spice it up, some regular pepper and cheese. <laughs> they're nasty enough anyway. Yeah, just yeah, they're nasty plain enough old pepper and cheese. Pepperoncinis. Pepperoncini peepers. Fucking peepers. <laughs> you brought you brought the peepers into the podcast. Peepers. Hey, Keegan, if you're out there somewhere, hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> That's my second, second shout out. Those <laughs> hey, hope you're doing well. <laughs> Zach Navar and Keegan from the Bread Mines. Hope you guys are doing good. Bup, bup. Jesus Christ. Um, Death Vulture. Uh, <laughs> shit, I opened up the Gary BC picture. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it will never leave your brain again. I was just Welcome. clicking idly through my tabs, and there was just Busey staring right at me. Uh, what are the odds that, um, with no explanation, Griffin, you'll put just the picture of Gary Busey in the pet shop section of the 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 Ghostlight Discord? Like right now? Uh, yeah, like right now. Uh, no explanation. Um, yeah. All right. What are uh, the odds? 50-50 odds. One and two. One and two. Okay, are yeah. you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. 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 Yeah! <laughs> Hit it! Okay, hold up. Yo, Busey, where are you at, my guy? Busey, baby. Let's go. Busey, we- baby. Open link to tab. Copy. Oh, that's Netflix. Copy link. Discord. See, you, you guys see what you're missing out by not being on the Discord? Random pictures of Gary Busey. <laughs> hey, like two bucks a month and you can come join us on this Discord. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know what? The fuck Death Vultures. They're terrible. I hate yeah. them very much. Not good. Uh, at good all. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Cool world building. Include them bad. in the next game, definitely. Yeah. Bad creatures though. Yeah. Not good not good pet. Not good pet. I don't think. Yeah. Well, okay. Honestly, well, for the first the necromancers out there, for for the necromancers, the liches, that sort of people, f- good fucking pet. Honestly, yeah. Like if that's your vibe, fucking go for it. Uh huh. For your regular, you know, sort of, um, you know, Johnny Bard, you know, your regular, <laughs> you know, Susie Barbarian. Yeah, like, for sure. Not not the vibe, probably. Yeah. No, you gotta have you gotta have a particular. Um, I mean, let's be honest, a particular stank. Yeah. yeah. Darcy Death Cleric? Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Oliver Oathbreaker for sure. Oh, oh, definitely, 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 definitely. Honestly, good mount too. Like, really? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see your next villain flying a death vulture. That's what we want to see. Send us art. It'll be great. Great. I'm just really, I'm really Ooh. just hoping someone replies to the scary Busey thing so I can get it on mic, but nothing yet. Oh, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Yeah, it'll be fine. Well, fine. Folks, that's going to be it for this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope you have uh, a wonderful good. holiday season and uh, have a happy new year. Yeah. 2023 um, is coming. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I feel like at least at the end of this year, like last year, Griffin, you had a very specific, like particular stance on how like the end of the year, like when it came to like this mm-hmm. year, I don't remember exactly what you'd said. Uh, um, not letting my guard down for a fucking for fuck- second. You didn't. You know what? I feel like as years go, this one was just kind of mid. It was pretty mid. Yeah. It was a pretty mid year. Um, it was also a midterm election year, so that works out. Hey, um, yo. hey, hey, yo. Um, <laughs> but hey, uh, ha- you know, I hope you had uh, happy holidays. Those of you in you know the uh, eastern United States, um, hope you're safe with whatever the fuck this crazy ass tundra bullshit uh, is. Wahoo. Um, uh, and uh, we hope you have a great, uh, great new year, friends. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do all the usual stuff will be in my catchy little outro. Um, yeah, you know, like the usual stuff, follow mm-hmm. the usual stuff, like, you know, be Patreon stuff. You know, you know the drill at this point. You know the drill. Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, happy holidays and a happy new year. I've been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day. It's all about love, baby. That's Jesus Gary Busey saying it. That's Gary. B- That's my Gary Busey impression. Bye, everybody. Woo. Thank you all for listening to episode 103 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Two Nerds in a Pod, Stark and Enoch, for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, we hope you had an amazing holiday season and we hope you have a happy new year. See you in 2023. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And if you do, name it after... Zach. (laughs) Bye. This has been a Ghost Light Media Production.